Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. You can find us at chrisannhall.com. K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Uh, You can also find our constitutional training at libertyfirstuniversity.com. And if you are watching us on YouTube right now, you see that on our ticker below. We are in the uh, RMI Studios this afternoon and excited to bring to you today's weekly or today's daily journal episode. Uh, JC, the issue of the uh, emergency order by Donald Trump to build the wall, uh, I guess we would prefer, say, for border security, uh, is back in the news because Rand Paul has uh, told everybody in the Senate that he is going to vote against, uh, he's going to vote to veto the president's emergency uh, order on this. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, I'm, I put up Rand Paul's tweet. He says, my favorite Montesquieu's quote, often called upon during the Obama years and worth refreshing, when the legislative and executive powers are united in the same person or in the same body of magistrates, there can be no liberty. What's interesting, JC, is that James Madison also uh, used that quote more than once uh, in the Federalist Papers and in his writings in regard to the understanding of separation of powers. And here we are again talking about this this emergency uh, declaration of emergency to engage in the defense of our border with Mexico, and we're still not having the right discussion. And here we have Senator Rand Paul, whom I've I've had my disagreements with over time, uh, who is is now being attacked by people who are generally. Uh, Rand Paul supporters because of his stand in this issue. Now you can, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, what I did was I took a sample of the responses to Rand Paul's tweet uh, referring to his opposition to Donald Trump's executive order to demand emergent, uh, a declaration of emergency. And it's just amazing because uh, remember, in, in Rand Paul's tweet, I, I pulled these because these are the same kind of responses, JC, that I got when, I, when we published our article about uh, the constitutionality of a declaration of emergency. 
And what's interesting is the very first one is says, yes, but you didn't block Obama, but you blocked Trump. Well, Rand Paul told us in his tweet that it was this was also his favorite quote upon uh, during the Obama years. Well, no, he's saying people often cited it. He's pointing out the fact that the the folks that are criticizing him now were criticizing Obama, right, for taking the power that Trump's claiming now. So, right. So he's basically saying, be consistent. Right. If you opposed, if you opposed uh, legislative power being transferred to the hands of the executive under Obama, then you should oppose it as well. You should oppose it now as well. Right. And that's been our point this whole time as well. Uh, there's so not just his favorite quote. Right. He's just others were saying others. Too. Right. Exactly. We also have this common theme as well. Uh, apparently this next person lives in California and it says, if you could just walk in our shoes for a bit, especially here in California, the lawlessness knows no bounds. Uh, the wall that was supposed to be, uh, was ignored. Do the job that was supposed to be done. Unfortunately, it comes to this. All right. So, so that's the argument again. National emergency. That, that well, it changes. Necessity. Well, no, but it changes the argument again. Right. Right. He's t he's talking about the national emergency right. law of transferring legislative power to the executive. Right. Well, it's this not guy even, is talking well, about on, the necessity JC. of building the wall. It's not even a legislative power. There is no legislative authority to declare emergency. No, the let. But no, the National Emergencies Act. Right. Gives powers right. to the president right, that are reserved exactly. to the legislature. No, there's no and national emergency power in the power of the legislature. That that okay. power doesn't rest in the legislature either. They have the power to declare war. They have the power to repel insurrections and to uh, put down domestic disturbances when the states uh, are are not able to handle them on their own. This whole national emergency declaration, which, by the way, is is so you're saying this quote seconds. doesn't apply. No, I'm, I'm saying we got to be careful because this idea that the federal government can declare national emergency is three steps away, if that much, from declaring martial law. Right. And we need to be careful about that because this is not about. It's not even a transfer of authority. It is a complete manif It's a, c a complete creation of authority that doesn't exist in any of the branches. So the quote does apply uh, because the legislative branch is creating a power and giving it to the president, in which he is able to create his own powers. And so, anyway, it's like you said that the the argument is changing the argument. So it's not about the the new argument is uh, border security, right? Yeah, and is not what he like did. So is I would take that response as this person understood Rand Paul to say we don't, don't need to secure the border. Right. So right. So it's not even in, that's not even the argument. So it's like you know Rand Paul saying, you know my favorite color is blue. Well. You uh, uh, since you don't want to protect the growing of sunflowers, then we need to buy peanut butter. <laughs> like what? What exactly are you talking about? What do these things have to do with one another? So it, that's that's a common response 
where you say one thing and then somebody talks about something completely different. So that I mean that's what came at you when you that's talked about totally National Mercy Act. Came oh, at you me. don't want to secure the borders. But wait a minute, that's a completely separate topic. What does that have to do with? So and then the first thing is interesting. The first tweet. You got that. You get that all the time, too. Right. You so, didn't block Obama. So somebody will show up. You know, you've been doing this for nine years. And right. somebody will read an article. Oh, well, you didn't say these things uh, when, when Obama was in office. And, of course, you usually pull up a six- or seven-year-old blog. I know, right? And email it to him <laughs> like, uh, well, actually. Actually, but, I but did. But that's also a non-argument. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do? Right. So, so when you say, yes, but you didn't block Obama, but you blocked Trump. You're saying, so it's like you're admitting that this power is tyrannical when it's wielded by Obama, and then and then you're saying you want that for Trump. Right, right? exactly. Because exactly. you didn't block Obama, but you want Trump. So th- that seems to imply you don't want him to block Trump while admitting that he should have blocked Obama. Right, right. So you're exactly. kind of agreeing, <laughs> this response agrees with Rand Paul's point. Right. So it's a really silly response. Well, and yeah, you're actually that's exactly true that they're agreeing with 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 uh, Rand Paul's. uh, Yeah. In kind of a flip flop way, way. they're (laughs) supporting what he's saying. Right. Exactly. Actually, they're pointing out why Rand Paul made this quote to begin this post. You guys are opposed to Obama doing it. And now we need to be opposed to Trump as well. Just basically reversed the argument, even (laughs) though it's not true, because he did oppose Obama at the time. But they try to reverse the argument. Which is a non-argument. So. The, the second response is frustrating, is is actually the epitome of my frustration because it assumes that there's only, that, that Trump is the only option here. Yeah. That Trump is the only option when Congress refuses to follow, uh, follow through with what they're thinking. Uh, wait a minute, let me rephrase that, JC, because I didn't quite get that right. The assumption is... Trump's declaration of emergency is the only option that's available because there are actually other options for Trump. There are other options than Trump. And what we can't do is seem to be engaged in a discussion of those other options. Meaning we can accomplish securing the border. Securing the border. Without without engaging in extra constitutional. Exactly. uh, Whatever you want to call it. The third response is, um... Supreme Court. Oh, that's your federal supremacist. My judicial supremacist, yeah. bloodam, right there, number three. As if the legislative cannot check the executive, right? I mean, it's these judicial supremacists, uh, like our our third person here named Devin, uh, simply just don't get this, right? So um, in their mind, King. <laughs> in um, their mind, our kings and queens. Yeah, in they the, said so. <laughs> in their mind, the only check and balance is the judiciary. In their mind, the first and only check and balance is judiciary. I wouldn't even call it a check and balance. I mean, it looks like this is they they attribute the power of decree right. to the Supreme Court. That's monarchy, mm, oligarchy. <laughs> So, number four. I mean, I didn't even paste these together, JC. These are like the very first four. Oh, really? Uh, no, wow. I didn't. I thought you selected what, uh, a sample uh, uh, of no, each no, kind I of audience. No, no, I did not. They were bad. I was <laughs> like, what? These are the first one, two, three, so four, five. So, the next five. one is along with your 
what you explained in your blog, in yeah. your article. Yeah, so the next one comes, what, what's her My name? favorite Blue thing C. is when a president uses his uses existing law to execute his job. Stop obstructing the lawful actions of the president. Yeah, so, so what is the law? The... Uh, National Emergencies Act, yeah. which that, cre- that, that creates <laughs> that creates powers that can go to the president when he says so, uh, whenever he wants. Which is another interesting part of it. The yeah. president is the one that decrees it, and then the president is the one that gets all the powers that mm-hmm. don't exist in the Constitution. Right, exactly. And just because you write a law now, according to this guy, you can actually write a law that supersedes the Constitution. So, in other words, a, a congressional act is actually higher than the Constitution the, the, itself. what's supposed to be the rule of law, the, the foundational law, law of the of land. land. Yeah. Now, <laughs> constitu- now, Congress's laws are higher than the law that controls them. Don't go away. We will be right back. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall coming to you from the RMI Studios in Tampa, Florida. I'm excited to be in the studios. It's, it's fun to be in here and not trying to be crammed up against a wall in a hotel room. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to I wanted, we'll finish up with our, our Rand Paul tweet here because these are five, probably one of the most five uh, commonly used arguments against uh, attacking people who are, who are opposed to Donald Trump's declaration of national emergency. And they are the fi- five great teaching moments, right? So we have number one, um, Obama did it, so should, so should Trump, right? Right. That's number one. Obama you, you did it, so, sh- more so Trump smart should. People. Right, exactly. Number two, um, the, the appeal to safety security, right? I'm afraid, so it doesn't matter what has to happen in order to keep me safe. Can you say Patriot Act? Right. It's the same mentality that destroyed our our um, our Fourth Amendment and the limitations on government through the Patriot Act. Number three argument, appeal to the oligarchy of the Supreme Court as the only arbiter, as if the legislative cannot check the executive branch. Number four, uh, the uh, appeal to law superior to the Constitution itself, right? So my favorite thing is when a president uses an existing law to execute his job. Well, guess what? Article 6, Clause 2 of the Constitution says that when federal laws are made uh, are not made in pursuance to the Constitution, they are no law at all. You know, J.C., I was thinking about that, the Supremacy Clause. It doesn't say uh, laws of the United States that are not contrary to the Constitution. It doesn't say laws that are not that do not contradict the Constitution. It says in order for a federal act to be viewed as the supreme law of the land, it must be made in pursuance to the Constitution. That has to be a, a, a subtle distinction that's necessary. It doesn't have to be contrary. It has to be made in 
in permission of, in pursuance to. It has to be in line with. So something can be in not exactly in line, but not contradict. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So what we're saying here is it has to be made in line with the Constitution, within the parameters of the Constitution. We don't have to prove a contradiction. We simply have to prove that it just does not line up. And number five, when the deep state and Congress refuse to hold themselves accountable. Did you say hold themselves accountable? Yep. Okay. <laughs> or just making sure. When the deep state and Congress refuse to hold themselves accountable, mm. we have a banana republic. I think when you expect the federal <laughs> government to hold itself accountable, that is a you banana have rep- a banana republic. <laughs> so you. I think Mr. Ferguson missed the fundamental structure of our republic. Uh, or and missed the fundamental structure of a banana republic yeah. as well. So he continues, says, you're refusing to back one decision that is actually part of Fed's duty is disturbing the Dems and okay, many. That's, repu- that's the shift again mm-hmm. to border security, right? Uh-huh. Uniform rules of immigration naturalization. So, right. so again, that's a common theme. Shift the argument. So right. the argument here is the expansion of executive power through the unconstitutional act of the what do you call it natural the uh, national, national emergencies, emergencies act. act right okay so well there's actually two things focus. in there right there's two things in there I, it is you're refusing to back one declaration that's actually part of the fed's duty it's that conflating as if the federal government is one entity, so all the power in the federal government is shared by all the yeah, branches, right, right? right? Completely ignoring the very point Rand Paul and Montesquieu, by the way, make, is that we actually have a separation of powers. Just because it is in the Constitution doesn't mean that it is the job of the executive branch to manage. It has to be uh, delegated through Article 2 for it to be a job of the executive branch. So what's, what's clear here, you know, no, not, not trying to make a personal attack, but just an illustration, what's clear is yeah, Mr. These are just Mr. Teaching Ferguson is, is a very, is obvious, it's obvious by the comment, mm-hmm. Mr. Ferguson is, is a very solid conservative. Yes. And I would say out of all the comments... He's probably the most confused on the details. Yes, it's it's the it's the subtle these subtle details completely missed. This idea, g- the the uh, Congress, uh, what is it? Congress, the federal government, holding themselves accountable. Yep, we'll that's be a big miss. Big miss. We'll be right back. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. Remember, we have our Liberty First gear. Don't just pontificate, educate. JC, I need a Supremacy Clause t shirt. Okay. I need to design a Supremacy Clause t shirt. That is the one thing that is that is probably the most abused portion of the Constitution, the 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 main body of the Constitution today. Can, I do. Can I go back to this? Yes. The last quote. Yes, please. So the misses. So we're talking about Rand Paul's. Um, he's going to uh, block. He's going to vote to block 
uh, I almost said Barack Obama, <laughs> Donald Trump's um, national emergency order. Yeah. So, so the misses on that last con- right uh, comment, mm-hmm. tweet, whatever, uh, the government, the federal government, holding itself accountable. Okay. The, right. So we missed the idea. This, it's not designed to hold itself accountable. So miss that. Uh, the other thing is the the separation of powers. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And not being able to, which is which is in line with that, not being mm-hmm. able to separate the argument about border security versus the argument about the unconstitutional nature of the right. National Emergencies right. Act and creating powers for the president or the pa- or really the power. How would you say this? The, the president. This is what <laughs> really blows my mind is the president himself calls the emergency, right. and then the president receives powers that the Constitution doesn't grant him. Right, but, but, right. But these powers are laws that, like the one report said, 470 laws that Congress wrote that gives these superpowers to the president. So, I mean, so give, anyway, the problems there, the, separation the of powers, yeah. uh, not being able to distinguish between the two arguments, uh, the idea that uh, the federal government was designed to hold itself accountable, and that, that it's the duty. Now, I can't... I, because he mixed the arguments up, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's saying. The duty, the duty is to declare uh, national emergency and give unconstitutional powers to the president, or the duty is sec- to secure the borders. Which that I think part he, I agree with. I think he probably, I think he's probably saying that the duty. I would, I would give him that he's probably saying the duty is to protect the borders. But what when you, but it's not the, it. but it's not, but the duty to protect the borders must originate in the house. But you notice when you analyze. What's actually said when you slow mm-hmm. down and analyze what's actually said in these statements, mm-hmm. how it really uh, then reveals itself right. to be complete gibberish. Right. To, exactly. To, that a solid conservative is so confused. Right. Right. Which is why you can come to the wrong conclusions. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why that's why we're here, because we've got to talk about these things. Remember, um, this is very important. You know what he's what he said about the the deep state and Congress refusing to hold themselves accountable. I believe, J.C., disturbing as it may be, that that a general majority of Americans believe that the federal government is designed to hold itself accountable. Not only that, that it's that the only accountability that exists in the federal government is that which it, it enforces on itself. Well, and if that were true, then what would be the natural conclusion that you would have to do? Call a national emergency. So if you think yeah. that way... This makes sense, right? Well, the government stopped holding itself accountable, so we obviously need a national emergency. Well, who called the national emergency? Or a, or a bloody revolution. But who called the national emergency? Right, the president. The federal government. Yeah, the federal government, right? Yeah. So what you're doing is you're you're giving them an unlimited power and the ability to create an even an expanded power based on whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, because we already know I would give you... Because they're out of control. Yeah, right, because they're out of control. Can you wrap your mind around that logic? (laughs) I mean, let's let's not leave that too quickly. Can you wrap your mind around that? I mean, these guys, these comments Mm -hmm. amount to... We we have to allow the federal government, and clearly they can't distinguish, right? The president somehow in their mind is not the federal government. But in practice... We have to allow the federal government to declare an emergency to give itself superpowers because it's out of control. Yep. I mean, are you kidding? That's it. That's totally it. I can't begin (laughs) to comprehend that line of reasoning. 
Well, but it is that line of reasoning um, created. Uh, it's the miseducation that creates that line of reasoning that prevents us from actually talking about this like educated, reasoned, free-bodied people. Yeah. Ah, I can't stop killing people. Oh my goodness, we got to give that guy a gun. He's out of control. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> you know, okay. once again. Um, there's no need to declare emergency to secure the border. There, there are several ways the executive branch can do that uh, without invoking a national emergency. We've talked about that. And even if there were not existing, because I'll remind everybody that Congress already passed the law to create the wall, okay? The, the law has already been passed, so that means all Donald Trump has to do is execute that law. He doesn't have to declare national emergency to do that. Do you know how many people, JC, I don't mean to go back on this, but the fact that I, just like they did with Rand Paul, the fact that I said he can't declare emergency constitutionally, again, that argument, you just don't, you want us, you, you want criminals to overrun America. It makes me want to strangle people. So it makes me want to buy him hooked on phonics. <laughs> And so, yeah, the, you and your hooked on phonics argument. We it's crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, know, right? It's plain English. Like exactly. If you, can't, if you can't follow plain English, I mean, simple conversation, and, and your mind wanders, like you're talking about national emergency, and then your your mind goes to to that. You want criminals and coming across the border. Like, okay, if you can't follow a simple conversation, then I don't. Please don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> So here we are, um, even if we'll just set aside the the order, the, the law to create the wall, we'll set aside, we'll pretend that didn't even happen, because these people pretend like it didn't even happen, we'll pretend like it didn't even happen. Even if it didn't even happen, JC, the president is not the only solution, remember? We have states and we have people in which this is all supposed to be taking place. And what I said to the students here at uh, the River Bible Institute this morning, is we have actually been trained for generations to think that the solution to all our problems comes from the federal government, and if the federal government isn't doing what it needs to do, we need to give them more money to do it. Think about this. I don't think if people get this. But what was the most, what was one of the very popular things that happened when Congress was first refusing to, to fund the wall? You had a guy create a GoFundMe page where people donated, and I'll say this with an S on the end, millions, JC, millions. People donated millions of dollars to send to the federal government to get the wall built. For me, that's... It's an offering. The government is out. You're, you're like, the government's out of control. We need to give them more power to get out of control. All right, we're going to give them more power to get out of control. We better give them some more money to go out of control at the same time. It was an offering. That's what it was. An offering? Yes. To the king? No, the Messiah. Messiah. That's why it's an mm. offering. Your Messiah is sitting in your temple, mm. right? I mean, they worship Washington, D.C. There's the temple there. Mm -hmm. It's in the White House. And Trump's going to save us all. So that's it was an offering. That's what it was. Their daily theft of our wages and the sweat of our brow is not enough. We have to give them uh, our, 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 our required tithe to the government is not enough. We have to give them an offering as well. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying that they look to D.C. and Trump in particular as the savior. That's why there is not the conversation about 
how the republic was actually created, mm-hmm. then the states are sovereign. The states delegated this duty, and when and when their delegate fails to carry out uh, his responsibilities, uh, meaning the federal government carry out their responsibilities, Congress in particular, then that goes back to the states. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. And to it, the people it's, themselves. It's not an occasion like some very smart people are telling us that now you have to blow up the structure of the republic tear down the barriers and then legislative power shifts to the president where now it's his responsibility to go <sighs> down and secure the border and then you create you all see, these other new powers why wasn't there a gofundme account created for texas and governor abbott to build the wall yeah seriously because because Greg our, Abbott is not the Messiah. And because we don't look to the states anymore because the federal government is nope. the throne. The it, temple is, is the temple and the throne. Is in D.C. Speaking of temples. The Holy Land. Okay. Um, I was going to. Should we do Roger Stone or a uh, AOC moment of the I day? I can't believe. I just saw the Roger Stone, what he tweeted. Mm-hmm. I thought he said something. No. I, I was actually blown away because I haven't looked closely. I, I kept seeing the headlines and hear people talking about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the headline says Trump friend Roger Stone suggests Robert Mueller framed him. And then In I an Instagram it, post. Yes. And then I see it. I was like, what suggestion? It's a meme. It's 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 like some goofball. So if you're watching us on YouTube I, I right now, I actually have a I actually pulled Roger Stone's actual Instagram picture that he put up there. Um, if you are from our generation, then you'll remember a movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Apparently it's been forgotten. Apparently. I, of course, humor. People don't get humor and satire. and No. No, this stuff's right I over the I thought head. he made some statement. I like, okay, I got to see what Roger Stone said. They're mm-hmm. talking about send this guy back to prison and violated some judge's order, blah, blah, blah. And I see he posted a rendition of a of a movie, movie poster. poster who from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and it and put his name there Who Framed Roger Stone. So really, the only thing he changed was Stone Rabbit to Stone. Right, exactly, exactly. But here's the thing, JC. What I found Man, outrageous. Talk about blown out of proportion. What I find outrageous is that the judge can actually gag order this man in the way that she she has. What, what and was gets the gag order? It. You're not allowed to be funny. You're you can't a- make jokes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's a joke. It's yeah. it's it's like an you know a joke through an image, a meme, right? Right. Is right. What the kids call it. Right. It's a meme. It says. So how uh, does that gag order go? Because the <laughs> gag order says that Stone is barred from quote making statements to the media or in public settings about the special counsel's investigation or this case or any of the participants in the investigation of this case. The gag extends to posts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, or any other form of social media. So he can't even criticize the government Th- publicly. This is ridiculous. He can't. Oh, it, respite of the ridiculousness, I think that this the, the ridiculousness of the application is an indication of the tyranny of the gag order. Yeah. He is under order from the government that he is not allowed to talk about the government as the government persecutes and prosecutes him. And if he talks about the government as they persecute and prosecute him, 
they will persecute and prosecute him even more. They will, res- they will steal his personal liberty to an even greater degree, throw him in prison they, without bail because he criticized his persecutors. They said he took it down. I wouldn't have taken it down. I'd have replaced my face with a middle finger. I'm a long, long way from my home. And I'm going to change all the things I find. The Chris Van Hall Show. JC, you and I, for the last couple of weeks, have really, really been talking about the Stalinesque nature of of our federal government, and I, especially when it comes to Roger Stone, because remember, Roger Stone is the man who had the Special Forces frog team come up through a canal that runs against his backyard to arrest him when Roger Stone is accused of lying. That's all he's accused. He's not a mass murderer, and he has no passport, and he has no gun. And so we had to have 17 vehicles, three SWAT armor vehicles, and a frog team arrest this man. And he has, he has absolute, he's, no, he's not even a threat to, a, f- a, f- a, fl- a flight threat, much, much can, less a physical threat. Can you explain to me, not to put you on the spot, can you explain to me the legal reasoning, the legal basis, the legal theory, whatever, behind this gag order stuff that, I he, can. that he can't talk about something i can the legal basis the legal theory has to do with tampering with the jury right but it doesn't it's it's absolutely a ridiculous i mean this would be this would be a a big deal if it had not if if it had not been ubiquitous everywhere in the media the media already has all of this stuff everywhere so this gag order does not serve a purpose to shield any potential jury the only purpose is to intimidate and to silence roger stone i'm glad you made that i'm glad you said that clearly because that's that's what i'm thinking why Mm -hmm. why is why does he have to be silent he can't post a funny picture Mm -hmm. uh mocking the government. Right. Then why is there not a gag order on all these newspapers and everybody else that publishes their little opinion pieces? And I'm not talking about just reporting on the facts because they don't do just that. They're out there with their commentary and their opinions. So that's prejudice, prejudicing a potential pool of jurors right. just as much as you could say this exactly. does. So it's that's ridiculous. My whole, so that's my whole point. I would think the, the principles of liberty, the principles of the, the, of the Constitution – to me, would dictate the opposite of that. Absolutely. If anybody ought to be entitled to speak, it should be the accused. Yes. Absolutely. You see, the, the, but there, there's no purpose in this. The only purpose in this, this uh, U.S. district judge, her name, her last name is Jackson, Judge Obama Jackson. Pointy. Obama pointy. She's the one who ruled. Violating this man's due process, his own freedom of speech, and, she, and the argument that she will give that will be upheld is that we can't tamper with a potential jury. When in reality, once again, the only purpose of this is to silence someone against their persecutors. Remember, Roger Stone first got in trouble for posting a picture of the judge with something that looked like uh, crosshairs in the back of him there. Uh, JC, you, you got the tweet right there. So they said that that was the picture Roger Stone. No, no, go down a little bit. 
there no you missed it there's the judge and the judge said that that was a threat against her life because what? of that circle with the X through it. Oh, come <laughs> on. Yeah. Yeah. That's Seriously. her standing in front of a background. Well, no, I think he pasted it in front of a background of some sort. But nonetheless. It's, n- it's not on her. Beside crosshairs, right? So oh now. Goodness. Yeah, right. So this whole thing is out of control. See, I just want to make this point before because we're about to come up on the end of the show. Guys are out of control. Yeah. <laughs> that's so that's a dude from Guard the Guardian that posted that. Yeah, John Swain. John Swain. And the judge he's lost her mind. The judge. He's threatening yeah, the Guardian. John Swain, a you're a moron. Well he's British, man. That's not that's that that's not synonymous with moron. No no no, but it's it's it well, is that a in the media statement? no no no. In the media <laughs> when it has to do with guns, they're hypersensitive to guns over there oh, I see in what the media in, in ah, Great Britain. I get see it. that's how it was. So yeah. anything that looks like anything to okay. do with guns. So he's naturally gonna lose he's his gonna mind. He's gonna naturally lose like his mind because he's not all he's British. A, no, 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 would do that. no, 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 no. I so I said the media. But yeah, not as surprising. Right, yeah, right. In the British so, media. So here's the point I need to make. And there's a quote that runs around that is attributed to Voltaire. I don't know if it actually is Voltaire. But you will learn who controls you when you find out who you cannot criticize. Right. And that's what's going on here. JC, we talked about the the co- the uh, attacks on Rand Paul's tweets and the guy who said, mm, Supreme Court. You, America, you need to realize that we are ruled by an oligarchy in the courts because they are getting bolder and bolder and bolder in the oppression of our rights and our abilities in their own name. And this is exactly what this district court judge has done. And it's time for us to get educated and to start resisting this oligarchy peacefully but resisting nonetheless hey i'm all for you roger stone keep up the posts god bless you guys we'll see you next time